At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, hello, and welcome to Ben the Nia Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. And friends, we have some news for you today. Our good friend, George Martin, has been at work in his winter garden. <laughs> yeah, as this is crazy. So I've been co- we've been covering like anytime, hey, we get like a big update from, you know, George R. R. Martin on Winds of Winter. And man, this one's like crazy. He just keeps the crazy. The biggest thing is that he's been talking about it more than he's talked about it in the past, like 10 years, to be honest, about right. Winds of Winter, which is surprising in its own way right Mm -hmm. um and so he did this uh man he gave us gave us this huge update here so let's we're just gonna go ahead and uh hey take a you know take a take a dive in here so um here we go so a winter guard uh so he talks quite a bit about um you know the type of writing he is and we've heard him talk before about hey um i'm a gardener so i begin to sort of start writing and the next thing you know it goes in this direction and it goes in this direction and then i have to go back and trim and do all of these things so um you know another question that i get a lot especially since the end of game of thrones is whether a song of ice and fire will end the same way an architect will be able to give a short concise simple answer to that but i am much more of a gardener my stories grow and evolve and change as i write them i generally know where i'm going uh sure the final destinations the big set pieces they have been in my head for years, for decades, in the case of A Song of Ice and Fire. You know, there's a lot of details in, there's a lot of devils in the details, and sometimes the ground changes under my feet as the words pour forth. Um, continuing on here, uh, he goes on to talk a little bit more about some stuff like that, but I kind of want to just dive back into, which brings me to the winds of winter. Most of you know that I do not like to give details on wins. I am working on it. I have been working on it and I will continue to work on it. Yes, I work on other things as well. I have nothing to, uh, I love nothing more than to surprise my readers with twists and turns that they did not see coming. And I risk losing those moments if I go into too much detail, you know, spoilers. Yeah. Um, even saying that I'm working on a Tyrion chapter as I did last week gives away the fact that Tyrion isn't dead. Reading sample chapters at conventions and posting them online, which I did for years, gives away even more. I actually quite enjoyed doing that until the day came. I realized I had read or posted the first couple hundred pages of wins. You know, if I had kept on with the readings, half the book might be out by now. Um, So that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that if he says if I had kept on with the readings of chapters, half the book would be out right now, which immediately says he's at least more than halfway done. So that's good. (laughs) Like that's really good there. He sort of confirms, I would say a little bit. I am more than halfway done. Mm-hmm. which we have assumed for the recently. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to give you any kind of detailed report on the book, but I will say this, I have been at work in my winter garden. Things are growing, changing as does happen with us gardeners. Things twist, change, new ideas come to me. Um, old ideas prove unworkable. I write, I rewrite, I restructure, I rip everything apart and rewrite again. I go through doors that lead nowhere and doors that open marbles. Sounds mad. I know, but it's how I write. 
you know, always has been, always will be. What I've noticed more and more late, however, is my gardening is taking me much further and further away from the television series, um, which is, first of all, that is interesting too. <laughs> and, and we're going to have to, we're going to have to come back and like hyperanalyze yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much. Um, yeah. Some of the things you saw on HBO on in Game of Thrones, you will see in the Winds of Winter. But much of the rest will be quite different. And really, when you think about it, this was inevitable. These novels are much bigger and much more complex than the series. Certain things that happen on HBO will not happen in the books and vice versa. I have viewpoint characters in the books never seen in the show, like Victorian, Ariane, Arya Hota, John Connington, Dampere. Um, they will all have chapters and the things they do or say will impact the story and these major characters who were on the show. I have legions of secondary characters, not POV, but nonetheless, you know, important to the plot who figure into this into the story, like Lady Stoneheart, Young Griff, you know, a lot of these characters who we know. Mm -hmm. um, some of the characters you saw in the show are quite different than they were in the novels. Yara is not Asha and HBO's Euron is way, 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 way different from mine. Quaith still has a part to play, as does Rick and Stark and poor Jane Poole. You know, the list is long. Um, and there will be new characters, no new viewpoints, though. I promise you that, which is interesting, right? But all these journeys and battles and schemings to come, inevitably our major players will be encountering new people in lands far and near. One thing I can say in general terms that I will not be spoiling anything. Um, you know, not all the characters who survived until the end of Game of Thrones will survive and to the end of Song of Ice and Fire. And not all characters who died on Game of Thrones will die in a Song of Ice and Fire. Some of some will share, of course, maybe most, but definitely not all. So that means that's something else we're going to come back to here is yeah, some someone died. Someone died that w in the show that will not die in the books. Oh, God. And perhaps more because he says characters. So plural, you know, the ending, you have to wait till I get there. Um, no doubt that once I've done, there'll be a huge debate about which version is better. Some people will like my book, you know, vice versa, like the show better. Um, and it's fine. You pay your money. You make your choice. I do fear that a certain portion of the fans are so angry about how long it's taken that they are prepared to unread it, which saddens me, but there's nothing I can do but write the best book I can. Um, you know, then he says, thank you all. Now I got to get back to the garden. Tyrion is waiting for me. So initial takeaway says, uh, well, bl blown away because as you said, there's so many different things. There's several points in there about how he writes, which years ago he said this, and he's a man of like, like attention to detail and his words matter. Even in interviews and the things that he says, they, they matter. He's, he's kind of giving you little tidbits. Like inside of this very article, he said there are doors to nowhere, right? And there are other doors that are, that are leading him somewhere that he didn't think were there before, right? So he's, it's sort of he's, he's changing as this gardener. He is allowing this to grow. Uh, he's, he's watering it. He's in that interview. There's actually a, like a link to a face, um, a YouTube interview there where he goes on to kind of talk about, he knows that he planted an Oak tree here, you know, an apple tree here or whatever, but they grow and they might, you know, things happen to those trees. Some of them bear fruit, some don't. And he moves on. It is, it is such a, a monumental thing. It, the biggest thing for me was we're more than halfway through the book. And I wouldn't be surprised if he is like full on got the three fourths of it flat out done and, and good and he's just trying to finish up the last little bit and it wouldn't i mean that's not i don't know how long that would take but i mean i'm hopeful for even like a next year announcement at least at the minute i think next year he's going to announce like it's done at some point so yeah yeah it's crazy um again yeah we've been talking as he's been updating recently um one we think he's a lot closer and two this so to me 
first and foremost, we, we're going to have to go through this like, you know, a big, a, a big piece, a big piece by piece here, because there's just so much to unpack. And I think that's really the only way to do it. So um, I would say the first kind of big takeaway. Um, however, my gardening is taking me further and further away from the television series. Yes. Yes. Some of the things you saw on, H on Game of Thrones will be in the winter, winds of winter, you know, but much of the rest will be quite different. So there is kind of interesting, right? Mm -hmm. He's saying my gardening has been taking me further away from the television series. Yes. Not, yeah, I mean not like, oh, hey, I was like, I knew this was going to happen. It's almost as if it feels like he's saying, I'm surprised it's actually taking me further away from the TV series, which means that the TV series ha is influencing and will influence Winds of Winter, which we sort of said is potentially something that could happen. And now it feels like he's saying it yeah. is, which is that good or is that bad? Well, see, that's an interesting thing. You know, we always go back to this this idea, and I'm going to mention this one time very quickly, and then we'll move on from it. But like Dan and Dave, when they were trying to say, hey, what's the story going to be like? Well, it doesn't. He said, as of this update, it's changing. Even on him, the writer, it's changing. Whether you, you think it's changing because of the show, backlash from it, or whatever that might be, he said in the interview, he doesn't know. He does have, he knows that's an oak tree, and it will be, and he does certain points that. Uh, he knows we're driving towards or whatever, but along the way things change and he's willing and open to change. He's not an like an architect, right? He's not uh, laying out all these different plot points and driving to one thing as it grows. If he likes a character more cool, he's going to stick with that character starting to kind of feel right. I feel like as a gardener too, he's grown all, all these different vines are growing these different uh, plots, so, uh, secondary characters, etc. And some of them might grow into really awesome things that he's like, you know what? I'm actually going to go over there and cultivate that more. And I want more of that. So that right there tells you that regardless of whether the show happened or not, he's telling you that's who he has been this entire time, not just for winds of winter. He has wrote this story this way. So once he gets to the end of a book, and he's like, all right, that's it. We're done moving on. Like that's, that's it. He can't go back and really, really touch that. He can do stuff in the other books to kind of maybe correct or whatever, write the ship if he needs to for something but for the most part though he has always been someone who evolves his writing evolves over time and that's that's pretty awesome now you throw in the factor that the show is out there there's a lot of backlash about how they ended it and he's saying flat out they didn't actually even what he gave them already with euron he said they totally it's very 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 different and by the way i'm changing things and this is just how it this is just how it goes I think it's it's almost impossible, Matt, right, to to separate the idea that like we'll never really know how much the show is influencing him versus just how much he would have changed this over the course of the pandemic or over time, regardless of the show. Would the story have been different if the show wouldn't have passed him by? It's it's too mixed. It's too muddled now. We'll never really know that. But it's cool. It's a really cool development. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I guess, you know, I'm good. I'm good with that, too, because, hey, I mean, it just has a, there's no reason there's I know you like you had your plan in mind right um but even even if the show didn't happen you would still be he would still be doing this process of writing and evolving yeah and saying yes or no but now like why would you go down the same route if nobody liked it so oh, yeah. like in 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 one sense you've basically gotten free fan well, not free. I mean, you actually got yeah. paid a, an enormous amount of money for it. Um, 
feedback to say this isn't either we didn't you know we didn't either like this story or we didn't like the way this story was presented so right we as fans probably we as fans don't want the ending we got which you and i have talked about you know even like even the game of thrones that even the ending to the show I think if you flipped it around a lot, because a lot of people we've all talked about how how could you have improved just season eight? Mm-hmm. So you still yeah. get to a lot of the same points, but how would you how would you flip that around? And I think a lot of people are like, we want the like the Night King needs to be the end. Yeah, yeah, right. For so sure. even if you even if you just flip the ending we got and you had the Night King be the end, and John could still stab Danny or whatever, but it just like we want the Night King to be the end of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. that would have made the end of the show that much better let alone stuff with like young griff and lady stoneheart and all these other characters who he has mm-hmm. in, in his mind so there's no reason to not take that feedback already and just improve it let alone if he's going to continue to go into another direction which is what it sounds like he's even doing because he says you know he, he he's because he's he's talking he's talked about it before it's like my ending will be different but here he's saying my ending is kind of even changing. Yeah, it's it's actually moving um, away from the ending that he might have even had in mind when he talked to Dan and Dave. You know what I mean? Like, right. Some parts of that might be changing. And one particular one that you just mentioned is the idea that you would flip maybe having the the Night King stuff or the others at the very end of the last book or when it needs to be. Yeah, whenever he does that, maybe that. Maybe in his mind, he did say to them, hey, I'm actually going to have that happen first. And then there's going to be this, you know, um, kind of what we call like the, like the whole thing. Sh- like, yeah. And like the, sh- the, the, the Shire aftermath and stuff like that. We talked with Jimmy about that, you know, that being a thing he might want to, to do to allude to something in, in Tolkien. But he could change that and make that far less significant uh, versus like a battle at King's Landing where Danny goes crazy. I don't know that that's going to happen. But yeah, I think it's important to look at that. Could he could he switch those two things? Yeah. Hey, shout out here. Thanks, Wex. Wex is a secret target. He says, um, and we're live on YouTube uh, for everyone listening on the podcast. My first thought when I read that blog was, what does Ben the Knee have to say? You two have become my go-to podcast for A Song of Ice and Fire News. Love the pod. Love the content. Well, thank you so much. Let's go, Wex. Thanks, man. It's cool. It's cool. Um, Gets uh, gets some of the comments here. We'll dive back in. Uh, Uncle Dave Zilla says, good call. I like the thought of Rickon being the heir to Winterfell under a regent. Because uh, Rickon is a character who George said that he w- you know, he will be different. I think he was responding to this comment um, by Blake. I think that Rickon will make uh, make it through the books. I know a lot of people disagree. I could also see the Hound making it to the end. Um, yeah, and we'll and and yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get into that part because uh, once we we're, once we get back there. So okay, so he kind of continues on here. He says. Um, you know, characters that we never see in the books. So we know, we obviously know that these characters are going to influence things you, you like Victorian, Greyjoy, Ariane Mattel, Arya Hota, John Connington. Now, John Connington, you and I, or at least I have been preaching, uh, I, I would say for a while that I think his story in Jorah's is going to be, I think that's the flip. Oh, sure. Jorah yeah. gets grayscale. And I think it's just a cool way to have John Connington maybe reveal some information to Sam. And then you get that viewpoint of John Connington about Rhaegar and everything. Um, and so that, so that's one. So like, they're all, all these guys are going to have characters. Now he does go on to say that he will not have, he will not add any new POV characters. Right. But that there will be new characters. Yeah. Right. Like, 
So they're just not they're just not point of view, which is a whole another thing as well. Like maybe there's someone again who's been mentioned. We just haven't come across that person. We might not get their point of view, but they might come across one of our point of view characters and speak. You know, for example, I mean, we've heard a lot about Hall and Reed. We've heard a lot, which could be a very big in-game thing. But think of any character that's been referenced or mentioned, or like an heir or some secret individual who we've who's been alluded to, and they, yeah, they're they're going to pop up and talk to our characters. That's that's necessary. That's going to be as characters move into different regions, we're gonna we're gonna kind of see that. And that might have been one of the things too, as he's unraveling things. Maybe he needs new characters. You know, he's he's thinking I got to have yeah. a character pop up here to deliver some information, some line, where else did I have something like that growing that I could attach here? You know? Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, I think there's tons of small new characters you'll have to introduce just like, you know, if even just based upon the show, right. If, if we have this big Danny goes and takes Dragonstone back and then like, you know, Mm -hmm. we're on Dragonstone mining caves, like, you know, Hey, here's a, here's a guy who was like, you know, there's, who lives on Dragonstone. Yeah. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. tons of these other characters that he's going to have to introduce. I don't think we're going to get any sort of, you know, like Howland Reed technically has been mentioned, so I don't you could view him as a new character or not, but I I don't know that there's gonna be any sort of new massive characters that we really don't know. I think they're all gonna be secondary. Sure, they could be lesser lords or ladies, or they could also just be, you know, uh, like an innkeeper or something, go back to the end of the crossroads. I mean, it could be, you know, just as you as you say, just a number of things. So the point is is that he said it in his blog post is that he said there will be new characters. Right. And so it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's why, you know, again, for George to like put it in, some, he just doesn't do stuff for, for no reason. So I think that's kind of a cool, I, really what it does is build some excitement to go, okay, wow. Like he's, there's going to be these new, because for example, um, uh, the Mad Mouse, like the Mad Mouse shows up, uh, what's his name? Sir Shadrick or whatever. He shows up out of nowhere and he's not like a point of view character, right. but he's a hedge knight who goes along with, uh, Brianne and people are there's theories that he works for Littlefinger is he working for himself who is he looking for so a character like that provides a lot of intrigue so really all you need is again somebody like that to come along and spice things up or get people to you know help his point of view character move from one point to the next and I think that's what he's been kind of thinking through he talked about that Cersei knot or that batch of chapters he needed to get through and and who knows exactly what that was that got him through that we'll find out when we get into Winds of Winter but um yeah, I think it's really cool that he did mention we're, we're going to have new characters um, and, and, and new experiences. And the other thing, you know, you mentioned Rickon. Like, I, everyone's kind of mentioning that Rickon might be that character who died in the show, uh, but, is, but is going to live with a regent, which I think is, is really cool. People were mentioning Stannis. Is Stannis one of those characters yeah. that was killed, air quote, off screen in the show and is going to live and is going to right. have a whole new kind of... Um, role or whatever I, I feel like that would be huge because it sounds like there's significant changes i mean yeah. he said months ago that he was rewriting some of the released chapters that he put out there maybe not like yes like hugely but like uh maybe combining chapters or some revisions or whatever and then he was going in and uh and, and now he's still kind of the, the ending is moving he he says it's actively moving further away from the ending of the show that right there is just monumental yeah so um yeah, and we'll and and uh, that we'll get we'll get back to all the that and we'll do a big predictions thing here in a second. But um, just because his thing is so big, I want I just gonna go down sort of the the list here. So yeah. he says Yara is so he, then he talks about some characters that are different, right? So Yara is not Asha. Now 
Yara, to be fair, compared to Asha, she's kind of the same character. It's just a different name. And I understand why they did that, just because you already have Osha. And so it's like Osha and Asha. That I think that could be, you know, I think that's literally the entire reason they did that one. Now, sure. Euron, though, here he's saying Euron is way, 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 way different from mine, which we sort of know. Yeah. Yep. But is he hinting there that Euron, like, has an has a huge, huge, huge part to play because you're on in the yeah. show one, you know, so he you're on shows up, kills Balon in the show, which we don't necessarily know that that was him in the books, although it's pretty obvious it was right. Um, and then he gets and then we do King's move. So like there are some things that are similar, but then you're on in the show just like kills a dragon, bangs Cersei and then is like gets killed by jamie like that's yeah literally that's literally his entire plot in the in the right. in the in in the show so but by saying he's going to be way 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 different you're saying no 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 like there's a like which there's a lot to him and we sort of think you're on might end up being like end game territory yeah yeah 100 i mean there's a lot of so Bran, we know, being the first point of view chapter, he's up there doing a lot of different things. His powers and his dreams and the symbolism around him is similar in a darker way to what Euron has going on, actually. So there's a lot of parallels between those two characters and rumor that he was around Karth and he's he's been around or he's been a thought in George's mind for quite some time. So, yeah, he's he's pointing out to us like that's not going to be anywhere close to what the show decided. Uh, we already think that he's going to take Hightower. And he's going to get to some extra sorcery or whatever. Uh, it's it's wild. He's got these horns, magical horns that literally are burning people from the inside out when they blow them. Uh, you've got Makoro there talking to his brother about what's on it and who's the true master of of the horn. It seems like uh, Victarion is, is being duped a little bit, actually. And, and Makoro is saying that, like, no, even though you have the horn, it's somehow still tied possibly through blood back to Euron. So there's just like way too much going on for that character to be to be anywhere near uh close i mean for him yeah it just would be he would have to do a complete 180 on the character in the books to like have it kind of match up with the show which is not what he's gonna oh, do yeah, i'm not so, saying that but it's just yeah. like that, that's how far off it already is yeah so quaith still has a big part to play holy smokes <laughs> quaith is like you remember, okay, we're going into season eight, and we, you and I are making predictions. We're talking about, dude, is this it? Are, is Quaith going to come forward in some way, and we're going to learn some bombshell drop or re nothing? Not a clue. And that's, that's also really neat. I, I kind of think George mentioned doors, and I think even some characters and visions and mystical powers provide doors to him that he can access later in his writing as the garden grows. Because... He could bring Quaith back and now do stuff with Quaith that maybe he wasn't going to do before. Maybe her role was lessened and it was meant to be more riddles and mystic and we weren't really going to go that route. But he's seeing, hey, people kind of like an uptick in the mysticism or the prophecies and they felt let down by that a lot. And maybe I need an inch more, not not to really cave to what people are 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 wanting because we still love the game of thrones the, the political the the real the realism of it as well it's the, it's the legends in it that you're like okay he he's very realistic and that legends get blown out of proportion they turn into these big uh things that aren't necessary but then there's dragons and then and then there really is blood magic there really is power and so 
seeing that amplified or turned up just a notch, I feel like is something that people want. And maybe it was already going to happen in the books anyways, compared to what the show is uh, giving us. So having Quaith there is a big deal. I, I'm super interested to see what her role will be. That essentially says to me that she's going to appear again to Danny and say something yes. else. So, wow. What what could that be? I mean, another another riddle or an answer to something or whatever. We're already still trying to decipher uh, the Mummer's Dragon and things like that, right? She's already given us a lot to kind of contemplate. And she seems to be more from like a shy. We're not really sure the the whole lacquered sort of uh face mask and everything it's we don't know who she is it's 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 yeah it's a big mystery box that he can use going forward and i love it i love it yeah it's really interesting with quaith because you know she provides all this sort of prophecy to danny so she still has a part to play she doesn't have like i don't know to me that to me it seems like we're gonna see her one more time my guess is danny sees her before she comes back yeah. To or yeah. comes to well, I guess technically does come back to Westeros. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, think about this. People are in, in the chat, kind of uh Blake's in there. Um, Uncle Dave's also in there talking about the idea that she could be someone. She are a sea star, right? So it, it actually kind of fits in with what Bran is going through in Blood Raven. I mean, he's already kind of said people have some people have figured this out, right? Like they they have figured out some of the secret identities or they're on to something. He's read stuff online where he's like, well, they got it. They picked up on the breadcrumbs. They picked up on what he was laying down and they've sort of kind of figured it out. I'm not saying that we've got that one figured out, but it parallels really nicely. You've got, again, a Targaryen and then you've got a Stark up here doing something in, in you know, north of the wall, Bran, and being with Bloodraven. And then you've got Danny, this other big character. You know, it would make sense that I guess it would be those two could somehow poetically be connected although george doesn't do everything you know he sort of uh, right. sets up a poetic situation just to kind of break it in front of your face you know <laughs> so right uh yeah um okay so some of the other characters he talks about here so he says you know quaith does a part to play so does rickon so and we've talked about rickon we've done a handful of videos on him but let's bring him back because then he does go into the point of some characters will survive so and we i guess we because he does. He talks. It's interesting. He talks about Rickon and then goes to the idea of some not all the characters who survived until the end of Game of Thrones will survive until the end of A Song of Ice and Fire and essentially vice versa. Not all the characters who died on Game of Thrones will die in A Song of Ice and Fire. So let's think who are mm -hmm. characters and Rickon might be one of them mm -hmm. who die in Game of Thrones who will survive in till the end of a song of ice and fire not just the end of win a winner when's right winter. right right who are characters that died in a game of thrones that will survive until the end of a song of ice and fire uh well geez you mean we've got like rickon you've got um jamie right and Cersei. stannis daenerys stannis. yeah danny the hound the mountain jeez Euron. Wow. wow yeah yeah um just to name a few there. So, so little finger Varys. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I could see, you could make a case for almost any one of those individuals making it to the end uh, and being sort of I like, yeah, Jamie makes it, but Cersei doesn't or Cersei makes it and Jamie doesn't or, or whatever. Wow. I just, you know? yeah, see, I don't. And then he says that not everyone who survived to the end of, uh, not all the characters who survived until the end of the game of Thrones will survive. So it's kind of like you got to do this flip. So 
let's let's think let's each pick a character maybe a character or two that we think will live that will make it and a character that won't okay uh i'll give you a character that i think could make it um yeah man i'm gonna have to do two here because because for me the, the most interesting one is jamie and cersei like i actually think one of the two will make it uh and and i you know you would think based upon reading the story that Cersei wouldn't be the one to make it because of how, how, uh, yeah, almost evil she comes off or just, I don't know, overly pragmatic or just whatever kind of cold. And then the prophecy, the Valencar prophecy and all that would tell you that maybe she's not going to be the one to make it. But it, it's one of those things where it, it's all leading that direction for him just to kind of sweep it out from under our feet and say, you know, um, nope, she's going to make it. And you guys started to get close to Jamie. You enjoyed Jamie's uh, character arc, his redemption arc. And then, ba-boom, he's actually going to be one who does die, just like he does in the show. And Cersei goes on to live. That would be wild. I don't necessarily think that's it. Th that's just hard. That That's one of the toughest calls, I think, right there. Because I think one of those characters is making it and one of them is not. Uh, yeah, so that, that's my character, I guess, who Cersei, who is going to make it, uh, but uh, doesn't make it in the show. Okay, so um, let me see here. So Rick and I could see living. I don't think George hasn't. Has George killed a, like a, a a kid that young on screen or on oh. page? I don't think he has. Yeah, I, you got like the Miller's boys, but that was all again not something that was seen. Right? It wasn't right. Really. Like when the Hound chases down the kid. It's right, like butcher boy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, no. Those things typically happen. You find out there. So dead. that's just one thing. I yeah, because like Rickon in the show is quite a bit older than Rickon is in the books. Yeah, Rickon's yeah. still like under five. Uh, right. So I don't know. On one hand, we're like, oh, this is George R. R. Martin. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't kill a character. He would. I mean, but I, well, I just don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah. So Rickon is one who somebody who I could see survive. The Hound is another one. I still love the idea potentially of Azor High being somebody who we don't suspect. And if that's the case, then it could be um, it, it could be the hound just because of like the whole like fear of fire. And then it ends up being ironic that he has to be, you know, like Azor High and the prince that was promised are like two separate things. Mm -hmm. And so I've still always just liked that idea because I think it'd be funny or not like funny, but like sort oh, of, yeah, you know, there's, yeah, there's yeah. other irony to it that the hound then has to be used this flaming sword to defeat. Um, Beric and Darian's maybe. Well, no, Beric and Darian's dead in the books, but he well, could come but back. But he could come <laughs> back. You know, like he lives in the show, which is ironic. It's crazy. Well, he dies at the very end, at the end, and right, yeah, at the very end, but, right, right. Yeah. Um. I just see. I don't see Stannis surviving until the end. I think. I think it's more likely that Stannis ends up being the Night King than Stannis surviving. Like maybe Melisandre, the whole reason she kept seeing Stannis in the flames was because he was secretly the he was secretly ends up becoming like the leader of the Night King, and that's why she kept thinking he was the person, and then it realizes she was totally wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, something like that. <sighs> Bran, I think, is safe. Arya, I think, is safe. Varys is somebody who could survive. Yeah. Because right. I felt like his de his death, but then a character who lives that is probably that actually dies. Yeah, that's tough. I'm trying to. I think Brienne could probably die and not make it, but I felt like her ending was like really like. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, kind of, kind of probably what's gonna happen. 
yeah, I felt like that one was was pretty good. I'm trying to think of characters, yeah, who who make it like you know, I Ron maybe. Ron, I just I don't uh, see I don't I don't um, see Sansa, Arya, John. I mean, Danny's a character who could live on the other side. Yeah, obviously. for sure. Right. Um, right. it's Sam. Like a lot of those characters, I think are gonna are gonna make it. Maybe yeah. Grey Worm dies instead of Miss right. Andy. Yeah, T- Tyrion. You think is is still safe? Right? I think Tyrion. I I don't think he can kill Tyrion. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't think George would kill him. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm just you know as he's changing, I'm sitting here thinking about you know all the characters that make it that were kind of like that's oh. even more that that is almost more interesting is like there are characters that make it that aren't gonna make it because it's like everyone feels like other than like Braun, i it's it's hard for me to really kind of imagine a character who doesn't you know make it i think it's easier to think look at the characters who are dead like jorah could make it if Danny, well, if Danny doesn't die, then Jorah could live. I can see that. Yeah, a small one, a small flip could be like you know, Grey Worm lives, right? But then he might die actually, and then Missandei, yeah, same, like yeah, yeah, dies yeah. but could live, sort of. Right. I don't know, because she's also super young and and whatever, and and is very talented, and you could use her um, for as an advisor and stuff like that. You lady, know, like you, does, you, lady, does Lady of Stoneheart survive the whole thing? I don't know. That is just. Um, that is wild. I, I don't know. See, that's one of the biggest wild cards out there. I feel like she's going to do something with whatever bit of power or fire life is still in her. She, it's going to go to someone. Uh, people have talked about her raising Jon Snow. People have talked about yeah. her. Mira, a lot of yeah. stuff. Mira Reed could die trying to get Bran back. could see that. Oh, God, that would be so sad. That would be that would be sad. Yeah, Bran. My- At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brand might die oh. to an act of heroism like Dunk at Summerhall. I can see that. Uh, an interesting one that, like, so the Tyrells, we know, like, a, they're just sort of what do more of them, you know, make it or because again, this is they're just kind of wrapped up into this little bow in the show, right? And they all just are, are most of them, right, right are, are killed. So to have because they're kind of split up right now, we're not really sure exactly in the book how her brother's going to get back there and stuff. So the Tyrells are interesting to kind of think about. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so bizarre to for me. Yeah, just the who makes it that isn't like Bran. Maybe maybe Bran ends up being the Night King, kind of a you know Blood Raven, all tied in there, and then he has to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Someone. Robin. He, I guess like I guess like some of the characters who were who weren't big in the books, mm-hmm. or who aren't who weren't really big in the show, but are bigger in the books, like um, Brandon Tully, Robert Robert Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alan Reed technically survives. Right. Yara slash could be Asha. She technically she technically survives. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah. here's does one. Tyr- like, does does Theon live? I was to say the- Theon dies, but does he maybe live? I don't you know? know. His ending is so sick, so good. That Redemption, it's so arc, sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that's a tough one. We'll have to do like a big episode where we just kind of put down, uh, put them in a box, you know, like make a, a list or whatever, and start dragging people over to like these. This person died, but we think they could live or whatever because that's what we did before season eight. We did a who's gonna live, who's gonna die, right? Yeah, right. So, uh, okay. Tormund, Tormund could die. <laughs> see, I don't see now. See, the crazy thing now is if he is being influenced by this stuff, there's a freaking Jon Snow show coming. How is that not influenced his writing? Because now he's at least, you know, he, so like he's already said my ending is going to be changed based upon like the show, yeah. like because I'm still writing it and I'm realizing how different it is. He's also realizing how different it is. When he sees that there's a potential for a future beyond it, because Kit Harrington's, hey, hey, let's do this show. Yeah. So to me, yeah. I don't see any way that Tormund doesn't make it because I don't see how you can do the Jon Snow show without him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's an interesting point, you know, is that it, they've come to him. And I, I go back to this with Kit Harrington saying, hey, maybe I heard something from Dan and Dave that George said to them that could have been a part of my arc, but we didn't use or we didn't do. And he's going back to George saying, let's do this. They sit down together. They pencil it out. George is actively working in the snow show. But like, how does that affect his writing? Is he thinking more now about Jon Snow and, and maybe even beyond beyond his ending? Right. He's al- already with the snow show. He is clearly thinking beyond the endpoints that he gave to Dan and Dave, and so even though those endpoints maybe are, are going to be very different from his for him from his book, uh, I feel like his mind now with the with the Snow sequel show is like flashing forward beyond his work, which again would cause him to think you know beyond the end game of of his series, A Song of Ice and Fire, which is wild. Right. Yeah, I mean, let's just okay. Let's let's just run through some characters who who live, okay, yeah, and just see any any way we think whether uh, they see, could... I, see. I I now whether he had let let's we'll start at the top. John, okay. I see no I see no way that he kills John now. No, like I could see an argument for killing him before the idea of the the idea of even a John Snow sequel, right? Because. Okay, like it makes sense. John dies in some sort of final battle. Like right. that's an easy that's an easy way out. But now he's already saying that hey, I'm being influenced by the end of the show, and there's just no now he has a potential to fin- to write another book. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, there's no way that I would I would see him uh, k- killing Jon Snow anymore. I, as you said, you could have made that case before or whatever, but right. there's just there's there's really no way now. So. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. okay. I'll just keep, I'll just keep running through the list. Sansa, yeah. you said I don't see any way Sansa dies. No, um, because she, she's she's someone who has seen. Well, you know, it's like we, as soon as a character starts to kind of make a turn towards like we see this like a redemption arc for Jamie, or we see Arya learning cool stuff. Sansa's coming around. It's sort of like, yeah, we get so close to them because Arya, we're going to come to probably next or whatever, is like his wife's favorite character, like very, very safe, no uh, no, like no way. So Sansa equally, I feel like, is close. Arya, I feel like, is more safe than Sansa. But um, yeah, there's definitely more going on there. And he indi- he indicated in his post that Jane Poole still has like a role to play in terms of maybe something bad or, or good. who knows what, what's going to happen with that. But she, right. she kind of fills in for that spot that, Sansa filled in or was in in the show. Um, 
So yeah, I yeah, don't think Sansa's. Yeah. I think she makes it. Yeah, still. yeah, because yeah, because again, I think it's it's far easier to look at all of the characters who died and say like, well, they could live. Okay, I can literally sure. see an argument for every single one of those characters. Right. I think it's harder the other way around to say which characters died, other than like Danny. Like Danny's the obvious sort of okay. Danny ends up living. That one's that one's like easy, and then Jorah sort of by association. That's so, an easy. That's an easy change. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think a tough one. You just mentioned Sansa, so just to hang on that for a second. If Sansa were to die, if you if you were going to do that, you do have another sister. You do have Arya, who's reluctant to sort of be a queen in the north or whatever. But if that's what they needed, if Bran really took another role, or Rickon needed a regent, and you know, it's, it seems more fitting that Sansa would be that. You know, just like it was in the show, that seemed to work really well. I enjoyed that ending, but I just. I guess if you had to, it would be one of those things to have sort of a, those two coming together, Arya and Sansa, and working together to defeat Baelish if they do that or whatever, maybe work with their mother. But in some way, she, I don't know, she, she, that she. Do you think, she what about die. Sam? Do you, do... No way. There, there's just, there's, there's no way. I don't think, I don't think so. Cause I think he's, he is your, he is, your your knowledge or your information source like he is someone who like you said to do with john connington being close to marwin the mage the sphinx and so on being near euron he ties a lot of things now in that region to the north and you need sort of this i mean kind of transfer of, of information and stuff like that he feels like the the perfect person to do that unless right at the very end he's just killed which was just infuriate me you know what i mean because I, I i love him and it's so funny because he'll go down in legend as, as sam the slayer and we all yes. knew up, up, up close and personal that he was kind of uh, not really living up to that name. But over the you know 10,000 years from now, okay. Sam the Slayer is legendary. Okay, here's one for you. Here's a yep. character who dies in the, in the show but has yep. not died in the books. Alistair Thorne. Oh, my. Yeah. No. Because remember, I... we've, t- we've, we've done a full breakdown on him. But in, yeah. the, in the show uh he is there and he is part of the mutiny that that you know kills john right for you know for the watch in the books he's gone while all that happens yeah and actually i think as much as he doesn't like john and he doesn't whatever he is very much still a you do things the right way even if it is just supporting you know slint when slint's there or whatever doesn't matter he's still doing things sort of technically by the rules by the book he has some honor and he was sent away intentionally so he couldn't be roped in with all this sort of stuff some people suggest that he was still plotting with Clytus and and the pink letter and all all that kind of stuff but i truly think he's out of it and i think what i think he'll come back and be pissed i actually think it's him who will come back and hang a lot of them and and bring justice back to uh you know the the night's watch a little bit so i feel like he could live could live because again there's that targaryen um loyalty that he has and so as more targaryens start to emerge i feel like you've got this guy who was sent to the watch for what he's sir alistair thorne right and it was just because he was on the wrong side of of the war robert um, what about melisandre she dies in the show i kind of feel like she's gonna die in the books just because like mm-hmm. i don't really know why you would keep her around afterwards but yeah, unless I mean that could be one of those things though that he that he is changing. You know what I mean? Maybe he right. maybe he changes that and she just mysteriously disappears because with her 
when you have a character like that who is older or who can use magic and who can prolong their life and she she wears the sort of the ruby or whatever, it's sort of like a Yoda character who can help you tie other things together. So if he wanted to do something beyond a song ice and fire and he's talking to Jon Snow about this whole thing, I mean, not that he's not that he's going to try to write his book to line up with what would be happening in a show versus Jon Snow show. But I mean, it's it's a character that has a lot of information and is on this arc where she's getting a lot of things wrong, misinterpreting stuff. And seemingly what they did in season eight was have sort of this little redemption arc because Davos is like she should be killed for the stuff that she's done. And she does sort of come back and help them face the um, the night, which is full of tears. So but I think having her live, actually, you could make a case that that she might live on and and go back to a shy or, or something. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I saw, else, yeah, I saw in the chat here. Oh, my God. Someone was saying, uh, how about Sir Barristan? So because Sir Barristan in the show is killed. killed. And I think yes. people are suggesting it, like it. It seems like in the books he's about to be killed in Winds of Winter. Yeah, it seems like he's going on this charge where he's, he's sort of training these young lads and they're about to sort of have their big battle there at Marine. I keep saying I hope he lives. I really think it would be cool for him to kind of live on because he definitely still has information that uh, every conversation he has with Danny, we sort of pick through because he knows about Rhaegar. He knows the secrets of Rhaegar. He understood uh, maybe some of what was going on at the tourney at Harrenhal. So characters like that, that have information, when they die, it's gone. It, it goes with them. You know what I mean? Like Eddard Stark, gone. I mean, we don't get to talk to him anymore about all the secrets and the Promise Me Ned stuff or anything, which is wild. So he give, has he given us everything that he can? Does he leave a letter? Uh, I really hope not. But he's, I mean, like next level. I just absolutely love that character. So I'd love to see him come back to Westeros at least. Uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> technically and Roose Bolton they're both still alive but technically they I mean they both they both do die in the in the show I don't see right. them surviving I don't see them surviving the books but technically they they do that's true they because they, yeah, you have right to look you, have, you can only you have to look at characters who obviously have only died in a Game of Thrones but did not have not died thus far in a Song of Ice and Fire right. a lot of characters obviously that have died in both Right, exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, these characters are still alive in the books, and it seems like seems like they're going to be rooted out. I, I guess I could see them going back and sort of being dealt with later or whatever, but I don't know. There's this whole mystical uh, element around Roos and, and immortality and, right. and these little things. I think what your, people have said are just for fun, that just really yeah. something that George is playing with and just sort of messing with people with. But who knows? Maybe there is more to that. Maybe it's been hey, bleached. Joe blood did, magic. Uh, Hodor. Oh, oh God, no! That seems. See, I think I think Hodor has to die. Yeah, that, in the it, same way. And, yeah, and because because it's George too said, epic. yeah, that was one when he DT said that's a moment I gave them. That is happening. That probably is is already in that first maybe halfway through. I don't know, three fourths the way through the book. Who knows? You know, uh, Mance Raider is technically dead. Yeah. In he in dies the in the in the show, but he has not died yet in the books. Yeah, that's because he's been you know the king beyond the wall has been around for so long in George's mind. He's like he's introduced like chapter one, right? So I've always thought that any character who was introduced early on in the book series has potential to to be there to till end game. I mean, and and just could play a big role. And so the longer we see him <clears throat> in this role or in this capacity, I feel like yeah, he might 
he might kind of hang around because there's the whole pink letter thing. There's him sort of um, with the spear wives and seemingly they got out of there. So, yeah. What about uh, Marcella and uh, <laughs> Tommen? And Tommen. Yeah, I think those were things also um, that George put out. You know, I, th- I feel like he told them like, hey, those those characters are going to die. Those characters are going to die. But, you know, like with Tommen being so young, we've said that it's not a suicide. Like Rickon, if, yeah, a, if Rickon survives, then maybe Tommen does too. Right. So Tommen could survive for sure. And then he could be this sort of um, maybe he's an exile or people try to figure out what to do with him. He's 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 an innocent, really. And his, his mother put him up to all this. And so he's not someone who would be executed or banished or whatever. But like, they'll just take him in or you know, who knows? I mean, Robert, I mean, at the end of Robert's Rebellion, he wanted all the Targaryens killed, even even the children and stuff like that, which. Uh, you know, he's wanting to kill Danny's babe. I mean, at the end, he says it's a bad thing to do. So you do have those people who might come in and if they took power would say, uh, no, we're going to kill him. But we do kind of believe that the poisoning will happen to Tom. And, uh, you know, we saw Marcella poisoned in the show. We think Tom will be poisoned. It seems like an easier way to kind of have him die, I guess, versus just like him killing himself, which is a, a suicide that might go to Marcella, unfortunately, more so. So, Yeah. Oh, got a lot God. of got a lot of comments here. Uh, just put them on the screen. Uh, one major song of ice of fire, the song of ice of fire, uh, change from the HBO adaptation is that Sir Gerald Dane will be finally revealed as King Viserys the third, and he will challenge False Aegon, being Young Griff, right, uh, to a duel and that to prove his authentication. Yeah, and that's these are obviously all characters that still have to appear. And you, know, the other thing is, well, as yeah. <laughs> Like, what's to say all of these, a lot of these changes that, like, we've talked about what's the Jon Snow show even going to be? And one of the big things we talked about is like Young Griff. What if this also isn't still, as George has said, hey, I'm still adapting my, my book and it's like being influenced. The idea that Snow might not necessarily be a Game of Thrones season nine, like, I'm not saying it's going to be like every single cast member is going to be in there. Right. But there's nothing to say that it won't include a lot of like the stuff that George has now written because Kit Harrington went to George and said, Hey, here's my idea. Yeah. 100%. That's yeah, exactly. So it's like, he's sitting there again, as I say, like when George, it's fascinating to just put yourself in his room when he, when he lays out on his bulletin board there, here are the things I'm driving towards those things. We now know from this post have changed but they were there. Something that he said in, in, his, in his ideas, he, even, he has a whole uh, segment in this post where he talks about where do I get my ideas from, right? Influences, real, real world stuff. But sometimes he just doesn't know. Ideas come to him in his garden. So he probably had one, gave it to Dan and Dave. They didn't use it. Kit Harrington heard about it, came back and said, hey, remember that idea? What do you think about this? I've also got an idea as well. Shares it with George. And then they're moving forward with the show. And George says, I like that. I mean, he seemed excited about that in his post. And so it's like, now, all right, we're driving towards this Jon Snow sequel show, and he could be that show could very well contain stuff that happens in the not the not Winds of Winter, but that last book or that other arc or whatever, or an idea that he abandoned that he maybe had to yeah. abandon and said, "Hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that" because he likes to talk about how his book series will be different than the show, and he's okay with that. He's okay with people, you know, debating and kind of going back and forth on it. It is what it is. Uh, it's the nature of it. His series wasn't done when they finished season eight, so I mean, you had to kind of... And like, and think about how much he's also probably written in between, because we know he's written a lot, in between like, them gearing up for season eight, which was like 
they were writing it because remember season eight had like a had a long in between so you're like writing season eight like 2017 to 2018 and then you're you know you remember one of the scenes was film was like 50 days the battle the episode three took like 50 days to even film right so really you're talking about 2017 of when here's what george is telling them there's like you know whatever work with the ending of it right to now 2022 that's five years i know exactly and things have been changing things have been moving around so it, it does feel like you know that that things okay right. and I, now I, I, and now and now we live in a world in which we're getting a we're getting something that takes place post yeah in theory a song of ice and fire there's no right. way that that isn't influencing him yes even more yeah, for sure. Because again, he's having all of these creative kind of talks with writers about the and, histories and, and the sequels, you know. Yeah. And real quick, I'm not saying like, oh, it's influencing him for the worse. I think it's influencing him for the better. Because let's, well, I'm down. Like, yeah. what I'm saying, it, this is awesome. Like, now, take it in his own words. If you're a gardener and you're gardening, right? And someone comes into your garden and says, hey, here's a cool idea. And you love gardening and you want to make the best, you know, whatever, grow the best fruit. He's going to do that. I mean, like, he's not right. stupid. Yeah, that's that's the thing. He actually says in, in uh, our friend Jimmy on his channel, uh, Fantasy Network, go check it out, has said numerous times that he's influenced by other writers. He has borrowed things. They have borrowed things from him. These writers do this or whatever. And it's just that's that's normal. That's an OK thing to do. So something caught his attention and he is changing and altering stuff and moving forward in a direction that. It seems to be speeding along winds of winter, actually. So, yeah, uh, let me go back. I want to pull that that thing up where they talked about Gerald Dane Darkstar. See, there are characters and this is one of the things we talked about the Jon Snow show and like the idea of potentially, hey, young Griff, you could come over and do that arc. Um, you know, and the other thing is, too, is right, right now we're like, OK, the only thing we know we're getting post Game of Thrones is like this Jon Snow thing. But if you look at, I would say, the formula, which I would, for any of this type of stuff, which is like Disney, I mean, okay, when we were, when they told, and to be fair, they had the sequel movies, whatever, but when they told us, hey, we're going to do this show called The Mandalorian, we watched and we're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, sure. Sick. You, you watch season one. See, okay, awesome. Like, freaking loved it. There's a yep. lot, there's a ton of places you could go, but we never did we think you'd be bringing in like Luke Skywalker and no. like Ahsoka and all of these other like characters that are like, have been around and in tons of the things. So like, there's nothing to say that this Jon Snow show doesn't get come out and is like crazy successful. And then they say, okay, George is like, okay, now let's do, let's say let's, we're going to do the young Griff story. Like Danny has been killed. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to bring over this black fire guy Who's now yeah. like, I'm the I'm the new king, I'm See, the last I'm the real last Targaryen, and then you go with that and you and you have multiple other shows, yeah. That like and then he has all of that post stuff to do, like you know yeah. now he can write and it doesn't feel like he because even right now he could have he could have it in his mind like oh now I actually have an out to do three to do three more books not just two, which well, as we've yeah. said it, real sure. quick. As we said, I don't know how he's going to finish the thing in two books. Before we even knew about the Jon Snow show, we were saying, I don't know how he's going to do it in two books. There's just no. too much. Yeah. Now there's an easy out to say, actually, I'm going to do three books. Right. And the right. third one's going to be sort of my version of like the Jon story. And it's like, okay, easy. Now he, maybe now that's why he's, he's writing so much more because now he's like, he doesn't feel I have to cut everything. No, you don't have to cut everything yet. 
you still got a little more. Now you've got a little more space. Right. Yeah. No, that, that's a really good point because he could now, as you say, he's already said that the, the ending is going to be different. It's actually driving away from the ending we already have. So book and show verse are now completely different. So if you want to bring back in material that he has been using that we've already seen in the book that was never used in the show, and you want to do that, it's really not going to change a whole lot. I mean, it's already right. so drastically different that adding, bringing in a character like you, people would say, well, we're way past that point. There's no way you can kind of do that. Or maybe in the book, he dies before this John Snow thing. It doesn't matter. They're doesn't alternative matter. universes now. You have you have the right. show verse and you've got the book verse. And you're exactly right, man. I think he could easily pull from that and say, guys, because he loves film. He loves TV. And I think he loves the idea of writing that and right. coming up with something that's different and entertaining for fans. Take a piece, take a plot line that fans really like, and let's run with that. And 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 bring right. him the golden company coming back in, even though right. they kind of might have to be a different company right. and, or whatever, but still. Yeah, and yeah. and a comment here too from Tony, who's been commenting all day. So uh thank you for that. Um, yeah. saying I think it's a North Centric show. I do think that certainly like this first season of the John thing will be a North Centric show. Like if you look at, say, Mandalorian, like the first thing was its own little story that had elements of the larger Star Wars universe pulled into it. Like the Marvel shows are different because they've already they took well-established characters and gave them their own story. Whereas I think like Mandalorian, I think, is probably what I actually would compare this to, even though John is in his own way like a thing. Um, where it's just like this is like its own self-contained sort of story. Like those things were tied to everything. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. But the Marvel Cinematic Universe is totally different than like Game of Thrones, where Game of Thrones really you have all these different characters. But like John is kind of like the main character throughout. Yeah. 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 Good point. Um, yeah. I agree. And then I there's nothing to say that season one won't end with like something that ties into something bigger than the next thing, you know, because you already have Car Gwendolyn Christie's like, I'm down to come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for so sure. I mean. And Amelia Clark, she can say what she wants. I mean, if they want her back and she wants to come back, they'll freaking do it, and it's going to be stellar. But also, she like Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark is too big of a star to say like to say like, oh hey, like um, like she's she's one of those stars who's like I'm not involved, but she. Oh. Matt, Andrew, Gar Andrew Garfield literally said, "Like I had to lie for three years." He did. He he lied for yeah. years, and I'm okay with <laughs> him lying. In Spider Man, yeah. I want in every interview for her to say, "Not involved." Uh, you know, I wish I could be. Blah blah. But knowing in the back of my mind that they will pay her whatever because they she is one of the most beloved show characters oh, yeah. ever. Right? I mean, she she is the character, and so people love her. She's just a badass queen. And we want to see her back with her dragons. That she they set it up where she she flew away the whole thing. But as you say, it might be more of a end of season one of that snow show. And I even like the right. idea of like his sister Sansa sending word, "Hey, Winterfell has been raided." Or Brand's like, "I need your help," you know. So right. those are all cool things. Yeah. Yeah. But is the, is it going to influence the? I think because it's just. Is it, it's too like there's if you go back and you begin which we did we we did an episode where we broke down the whole snow show and you look at like the things George was saying around the time where he's saying hey we got all these sequels planned these successor shows which is interesting the idea because I go back to the Jon Snow thing we just sort of took the idea of a successor show as well these are all prequels because there's sure. no way they would ever go beyond right but he specifically told us no it's the we have successor shows. Yes, which does yeah. in, in duality sort of mean prequels 
and potentially anything to happen afterwards because that is actually a successor show yeah. so like he's he's he was telling us things and then suddenly he was writing a lot more about you know what i mean it was kind of like it was kind of oh, yeah. like hey he hbo said hey we're doing house of the dragon and then he said there's actually a lot of shows in there oh and by the way i've suddenly been revitalized in my writing yeah Yes, for what reason? I exactly. feel like it, it. I feel like it was actually much more of this Jon Snow show that's right. really been like gotten him back to grinding well, it out. Exactly, and, and we can go back and look. He said this has been in development as long as those other shows. And as Matt said, right. he said he didn't. He could have said prequel shows, but he chose not to. He said successor right. shows, which left it open. Which is what George does. He doesn't. He chooses his words wisely. If he says prequels, and you find out later there's a sequel, well, he was just lying to you. But he's a wordsmith enough that he can say successor shows, and it could be both. And so that's exactly what happened. And I think that's again the brilliance of him. That's why we break down his not a blog post because there's everything. Every word in there freaking matters. I mean, I at some point we'll get back to like the doors and and different things. I want to talk at one point what crazy theories out there could could be changing. You know, going into season eight, we were talking about the Crypts of Winterfell play, playing a big deal. We were talking about um, Quaith coming back. We were talking about um, Serial Pharrell and stuff that that he was in. Not today, right? And all these things that could come up again. We didn't see in season eight, but I feel like all of it's back on the table now. All the crazy tinfoil stuff that we were thinking going into this now, he's moving and changing stuff around. So, yeah, I feel like anything could happen, you know? It's crazy. So, it's it's absolutely wild. Yeah, it's great. I mean, so, someone was talking about this. You, you brought up the poet like um, Dark Star. You, you don't think a whole lot about Dark Star, but the idea there's something going on in Dorne and with the Targaryens and secret alliances and and shipping people away. Elia Martell was from Dorne, right? The Prince of Dorne shows up there to kind of figure stuff out. Her brother was in the Kingsguard. So that when you, you, you put that up on the screen earlier, it's like he has a lot of doors that he created that he was like, oh, I'm just going to I'm going to leave a way in which I could. I, I put wording and phrases in. Uh, my story so that way I could go back to that door if I ever need to and I feel like he's gone back to doors that he hasn't been to in years and that has created some of this you know opening these th these things up as well as the John conversation it seemingly has uh, propelled him and, and to the point where he's like yeah I, I thought about that that was an idea now let's think about it some more and the more you do other doors are created so yeah <laughs> wild awesome Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, we will be back with so much more, uh, you know, about this because who knows? There's just there's there's so much sort of interesting directions that this could all go. And this this whole break, this whole breakdown here, this is just sort of our initial read through of it. But we're going to come back and sort of do a lot of like specific videos on just like who do we think lives? Who do we die? Who dies? And how do you how do you get there? Because there's just so much. But certainly this this update from george was absolutely insane because it just opens the door he george is sitting there holding the door saying oh no 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 oh i know i know it's open okay before before we click off one more i just want to know from from sir matt do you think are you encouraged in any way by this update that we're closer to get does this encourage you that winds of winter is possibly oh yeah closer okay that that because people were asking that early like do we think it's coming out next year well, now i now or, i you know. now i don't but now i'm now i don't believe that he's gonna end it in two books which we've yeah. been saying he shouldn't do anyway 
No, like I, if you take have, your time, if you have, George. If you have to write eight books, write eight. Because yep. the whole deal is we we're like we've 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 sat and looked at wins and we're just like, dude, there's just no way that you can end this thing. Like even without the possibility of extending it further, like just like take away the idea of like a Jon Snow that takes place post, right? Like whatever. Um, we said there's just no way you can end this in two books. Just no. right as it as it stands right now, there's no way. No. You can end this in two books. I mean, that's the whole reason it was supposed to be three books, and it's turned into, and three turned into seven. And like half of Winds of Winter is stuff he had to he couldn't even include in a Dance of Dragons, which he had to split into two books because it was too big. Yeah, I, the garden has grown out of control, and that's an amazing thing because and that's fine. That's fine. That's that's it's how a, he writes. So that's Wheel fine. of Time, like Wheel of Time, is fourteen is like what fourteen yeah. books, right? Yeah. It's fine, George. You can write. Ten, it can be ten books. Like that's fine. I I feel like the problem. One of the biggest problems with wins is that he's like, I gotta lock this down to seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's already probably probably trying to figure out how do I just bring this to a nice conclusion for this book. There's stuff I'm sure he's already like every book he's ever written. He has right. pushed stuff back to the next thing and said, I I just gotta push that back. I a little would bit. Right. I would say even with the possibility of not including anything that could be he, that could have influenced him with like Jon Snow successor stuff. Um, I feel like it needs to be nine books just as is right now. Nine, yeah. nine books. Yeah. Which is, yeah, just give it now give it space and time to breathe. They don't know? have to be as big. No, they don't and, have to be because like wins is going to be enormous. Right. And here's the thing, Matt. People say I, I, I see this sometimes in the chat or a different place like that's going to take even longer. He's never going to finish it. No, not the case. Go back and look. He, there has been, again, years, year gaps or whatever, but there's never been anything like this because of the show, because of everything else. It won't surprise me if he has so much material that he's just really working it down to what is happening and wins. And then from that, he's he's gathered so much and he's got such a good, clear mindset that then you dive into the next book. He already had half of Winds of Winter written over a decade ago. To be quite honest, I really believe that he had half, almost, of it written. I mean, at least a fourth of it written after he finished A Dance. And then, you know, he was working working through it or whatever. And so I feel like now he's we're real close to the end. We're real close to the end. And once we get it, once we have the book in our hand, he will have one fourth, if not a half, of the other book already done. It's just complicated. He said in his post, last thing, he said, right, this is hard. He said, right. this is hard, guys. Like, all of this, writing this, bringing it all together, it's not easy. And anyone who has read the series, if you're out there, you're listening, you've read the series, and you've read it numerous times, you freaking know that if you were to finish – we. Why are there so many theories? Why are there so many things going on? Because he has written this in such a way that there are doorways upon doorways that lead to here, that could lead to there. So many different loopholes that he could use and go through. It's it's awesome. And everything is connected. And the attention to detail is just his thing. So, yeah, it's awesome. 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 Absolutely. Uh, thanks for apologizing to George <laughs> Martin again, guys. Hey, it's what we do. Okay. Hey, he don't. Yeah, he don't. Hey, that man has provided us with some amazing content, and he doesn't need to apologize for a dang thing. Uh, Write your freaking uh, book, George. Uh, hey, absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, as always, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check us out anywhere on the internet. You can find me anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros. As anywhere on the internet at Womprat underscore two M. Be sure to check out. We have tons of extra content on Patreon and Apple Premium. Uh, so as always, thank you guys. And remember that winds of winter is coming.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.